What's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and it is Tuesday. And I have been lying all week because I've been saying that it's a pretty decent week for shoes, and after I looked at it a little bit more, I realized that I was off by a week. I am looking forward to next week a lot more than this week. There really isn't too much going on this week, sneaker-wise. We have the Jordan 13... Uh, like those bright orange 13s coming out at the end of the week. And that's really the only thing that I'm excited about. Um, there are some lower key shoes, but nothing Nike, nothing Jordan really coming out this week. But there are some decent like new balances and stuff that should be doing all right and and, and things. And there was, a, uh, there was a Stray Rats new balance that released last week. Those were all right. Not really too much profit there. So it's just kind of kind of been a bit slower outside of those volts and... Um, some of the better sneakers that we had last week, this week's been a lot slower than I had originally anticipated. And that was just due to poor research. So I really didn't do too much research before this week. I typically try to take an hour on Sunday, go through the next few weeks of of reselling and what the releases I know for sure are. And then I put them in my calendar and I keep things moving. This week's been a little bit weird. I've just been pushing some of the other things I've been trying to focus on for the beginning of this year. And I've been happy to get almost everything transferred out of Excel and onto Airtable. So now I can actually get rolling with that. It's nice. It has all of the return dates that I need automatically input in stuff in a calendar format. So I don't have to worry about trying to go through each week and figure out what do I need to return this week or not. I just look on my computer. It's all there. So really, really good stuff with that. And then trying to find a CPA and trying to find a uh, personal finance guy. Those are my two next things that I'll be working on. So nothing directly related to sourcing and it's it's shown, it really has. I mean, when I'm selling stuff and I'm getting things listed consistently, I'm making consistent sales. I listed probably, I don't know, 10, 15 items on Sunday and sold probably about nine or 10. And it's just when I'm not listing new items every night, it shows. And that's the biggest thing for me is trying to find what new items do I want to be sourcing? I love going to Ross, but there's not too many around me. So it's not like I'm going to run the 30 Rosses or something that I love to do sneakers, but what, what kind of a margin am I trying to look for with those? Am I trying to do short little brick flips or I'm trying to get 20 to 30 bucks and buying a lot of pairs or I mean, that's a significant amount of capital you're going to dish out. If you're dishing out 200 bucks a pair or even hundred bucks a pair, 10 pairs just to make 300 bucks, you're going to be spending $1,000 to make 300 bucks. It's really good margins. You're going to be making 30% on brand new sneakers. But at the same time, 1000 bucks, 1000 bucks. that's a lot of money. So you just kind of have to weigh out the costs of what you're going to be doing. And that's the biggest thing for me, trying to weigh out whether or not I want to go all in on something. And if I see something or I make a mistake, my next thing is to get away from it as quickly as possible so that I can keep rolling into the next flip. So that's what I did. And today I made a couple buys, some sports cards and stuff that I found. Not really the best buys. I'm probably looking at somewhere around like a 50% margin and the cost of them was so low that it's really not going to be that big of a flip. But hopefully I can lock them all up, make some decent money and just get out of them as quickly as I can. And if I make 50 bucks and, you know, it is what it is because I bought I bought a little bit. But if I if I only make 50 bucks or 30 bucks, like fine, it was a bad idea, but at least I didn't lose money. I actually made some small money and just, you know, lunch money at that point and just keep it moving. So that's what that's what I'm going to be focusing on tonight. And it's exciting. I do have some some cool stuff that I'll be working on. I am going to go a little bit deeper into shoes this upcoming 
month and, and months ahead because I do see a lot of I see a lot of movement there. I do see a lot of people doing really well with shoes. The problem is it's super saturated right now. So back when this first started, and it's been going on for a while where people are flipping sneakers, but back in the early days of sneaker Twitter, we're talking 2015, 16, 17, people were botting and doing extremely well. And, and it was basically every time you're in a bot, you're at least getting one pair of shoes. So really, really, really good. And and people really weren't going all out. They didn't have crazy setups like they do now. It's, it's a lot different now than it was then. And so sneakers have changed. And the big thing is that this past year, they spiked. They did phenomenally this last year. I attribute a lot of the sneaker culture to the Jordan documentary. I really do because it, it makes sense that it would be something that ends up kind of jumping sneaker culture. People see Jordan wearing this shoe or that shoe and it brings kind of the the nostalgia back to them. And so they want to wear that shoe or they want to wear a Jordan because it represents the Jordan who the the documentary was all about. And we were all in quarantine so people watched that documentary a decent bit and basically all eyes were glued to that thing. So it does make sense that it does make sense that there would be the spike in shoes last year i'm just wondering how that affects this year and do sneakers continue to go up do we have some sort of economic crisis that happens if that happens i mean it's been over 10 years at this point and everybody says seven to ten years you usually have some sort of correction in the market if that's this year what happens to sneakers i don't know i've never been there before i've never invested in sneakers so i'm a little cautious right now i really am with just holding things long term i see a lot of people that are actually very smart talking about it in the sneaker community saying hey you know you're holding a lot of sneakers that are being mass produced at this point easy 350s um just to name one of the particular models that people have been trying to hold and they're holding a bunch of yeezys or they're holding a bunch of a nike shoe that they're hoping goes up and like like mids mids are another one mids and lows i don't know what those are going to do the consensus would believe that the some of the really good colorway mids are just going to go up because that's what happened last year but we don't really have all that much data to pull off we have a year or two years worth of data to say hey here's exactly what we're what mids were doing back you know back in 2019 2020 but they really weren't that popular even in 2019 they were more of a 2020 thing when people realized that jordan ones were so hard to get and and just remember back in 2017 2018 Jordan ones would sit on Nike.com. They weren't selling out. They they were they like beautiful colorways of these things were just sitting. And we're talking about like the Kentucky colorway that was uh, hyper. I think it was like a hyper royal and white Jordan one. Um, just beautiful shoe sat on Nike.com. I think the one guy I was watching on YouTube ended up picking him up on like closeout, like on a closeout sale with like 25% off or something like that. Um, so like just so many of these shoes that would be iconic or beautiful shoes right now weren't selling out back then. And so now you've seen all these Jordan 1s spike and now the Jordan 1 mids are, are doing really well and the Jordan 1 lows are doing well. If something weird happens or just if people kind of lose that zeal that they had last year for Jordans in, in general, or maybe Adidas makes a move, or Under Armour, they, they had a great run when Curry was on that hot streak with the Warriors back in, what was it, I think 2015, 2016-ish. So if, if something like that happens, you never know. And that's what I'm kind of wondering, and it's good to be able to invest money, and obviously there's some level of risk in things when you're investing. And sneakers oftentimes do outperform stocks, depending on the sneakers you invest in and depending on the culture around that 
that shoe, the, the story around that shoe, it can far outperform stocks. But it's just, I don't really know what to think of, of what happened last year and compared to this year. There's a lot of variables at play. A lot of things were weird about last year. And I'm just kind of wondering if it's a blip or if it's here to stay. If mids and lows are here to be the next biggest thing and people are going to be wanting those or if they're just kind of a blip. And as Jordan ones and lose their zeal because the Jordan documentary fades and people are more going out and, and just doing things that aren't really focused on being at home if maybe the Jordan 1 high starts to fade a little bit in popularity then the Jordan 1 mid is less desirable because people can get more Jordan 1 highs and as the dunk becomes more mass produced Jordan 1 lows also lose their value so that's kind of what I'm looking at right now and going I don't know I don't know what's going to happen but it is interesting to think about because to me a Jordan 1 low is basically a is basically a Nike dunk except with Jordan labeling on it I mean there's a lot there's some differences but they look very similar and it's just I see those kind of being linked to the dunks where Nike was really pushing the dunk last year I mean it was they were pushing that thing so hard and they're not stopping with it now they're being released on other sites other than Nike and some of these custom sites and stuff they're they're being released like everywhere they're going to be mass produced I think and it'll be interesting maybe they won't be maybe I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about but from what I'm seeing with some of the early releases of dunks this year they look like they're going to be pushing these things pretty hard and that's cool because I like the dunk I think it looks really good and I think that they did a good job branding it last year but it's interesting to see if that thing becomes more mass produced and people can buy them more easily and and have an easier time getting that shoe at what point does the Jordan 1 hold its value does it or the Jordan 1 low I guess hold its value does it continue to hold or is it just pumped up right now because people want the next shoe that looks extremely similar to the Nike dunk and so like the dunk low so I don't know and so that's kind of what I'm thinking about but either way it is what it is you do got to put some money on the line somewhere if you're going to be investing in something and so I am going to be spending a little bit of money investing in sneakers and if I see that next shoe I am really going to go in on it I do like the volts I mean that's another thing that's a takeaway that I never expected to say I like these things these Jordan 1 volts they look good like they the 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 volt color on the back of the shoe the volt golds they don't that doesn't really do it for me but everything else about the shoe is like perfect i i think that the colorway they use like a sail colorway on the um on like the outer part of the sole and then on the the laces are like a um off whitish like cream sail color like these things look really good and just just because there's volt on them i don't think that they may they may hold uh back from spiking in value at some point but you know that that would be the big inhibitor if those things were all gold instead of just volt and gold i do see them doing a lot better than they are right now but we'll see what happens with it i think they look pretty good i am excited to hold a pair of those because i do think that there's the opportunity for those to do really well there's just obviously a chance that they end up tanking out so we'll see um We'll see what ends up happening, how much stock there was, and, and how people ended up getting their shoes. There was some weird things that happened with that release. They were pretty difficult to get. I'm not sure even how many pairs I have coming to me. I think I have two. I may have three. And that's the other thing. I had a pair of Jordan 11 Jubilees just show up at my house last night. No idea why. Those things released a month ago, and just a pair showed up at my house. So I don't really know how those got there. I know that, they, that I ordered them, but I don't really know if... Like one of the sites that canceled on me ended up just shipping it anyways. I'm not really sure, but I'm excited about that because I think those shoes will do well long term as well. And so it's just good. I, I'm excited to do some sneakers a little bit harder this year. I'm just trying to keep things moving quickly because as we look at this year, 
with so much uncertainty going on and, and things like that, it's better to have liquid assets, in my opinion, that are very, not just cash, but I'm saying like things that you can easily sell out and put your money somewhere else if you need to. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So, you know, you can think about that. Hopefully that's something that helps you out. But that's kind of my focus is less hard goods, more things that, or, or hard goods that are very easily movable. Things like StockX and stuff have allowed that to be something that happens with sneakers where you can easily take a bid on a shoe and just immediately sell it from your house. You get paid out relatively quickly and stuff. So that's another option. And, and that's kind of why sneakers can be treated sometimes as a liquid asset where if you're going to do real estate, you're kind of invested at that point. You do have a little bit of a, a more difficult time moving something that costs 200, 300, $400,000 versus 200, 300, 400 bucks total. So that's just kind of where I am right now, but that's hopefully something that can help you out. Maybe you have those thoughts, maybe you don't, uh, but let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app and throw any questions you have on a five-star review. I'll make sure to answer them on this podcast. But with that being said, I'm gonna wrap this thing up so you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.